Are you on YouTube? Because that's expected. Yeah, it's like, when you, it's like when you go to a MySpace page, you expect a song to play. <laughs> right? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 138th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. And I am now the proud owner of a uh, Greymon Digimon New Digimon Fusion New Frontier CCG deck, so I'm ready to take <laughs> on anybody. Anybody in the world. Yeah. And uh, our other fellow Digimon trainer is Travis. <laughs> Um, switching gears to Pokemon for a second. I think Who cares about that? Digimon! What the show is supposed to be about. Digimon are digital um, monsters! We've already lost Digimon all are the champions. Um, so, I've realized that I think at this point, um, disappointed by the severe lack of Diancie puns. We've known about Diancie for a while. Uh, new legendary Pokemon revealed. Um, so I thought I'd just throw some out there and, like, ask you to... Um, fellows, what you think? I'm, th- I'm uh, you know, it's so. Here's here's my thought. It, it's been a while since we've uh, had some episodes, so so maybe I could say Diane seems like it's been a while since we've talked like this. <laughs> no, yay or nay? Yay. Or nay. Nay. All right. What about uh, what about this uh, this new movie series I'm doing? It's uh. The uh, Diancy Hard series. We got Diancy Hard. We got Diancy Harder. Diancy Hard with a Vengeance and Live Free or Diancy Hard. Is that? It, it took me like five minutes to even understand what you were trying to say. Yay or nay? <laughs> yay. Oh, yay. 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 All right, we got one. All right, and and the final one. Say the best for last. You know. Diancy clearly now the rain is. Oh God, singing. So good. Travis, how long did you rehearse this before? I realized, oh wait, I'm supposed to record a podcast in five minutes. What joke can I make? Diancy's a word. So, so for, 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 uh, for all of the Italian listeners, it's uh, C Naples and Diancy. Nice. You guys don't nice. even know. Whatever. I'm, I'm lost in my pokey puns. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, guys. If you are a new listener, uh, we are the best, worst Pokemon podcast in iTunes. And uh, how our show normally works is we run down some news, we take a quick musical break where uh, you will hear more of Travis's singing. <laughs> and no, I'm just kidding. And then when, we'll, when we come back, we talk about some kind of future topic. And then we take another quick break, and then we do Pokemon of the week. So let's just jump right into the news. We have uh, just a little bit of news for you guys today. The first bit of news, uh, I don't think there's much to talk about here, but the New York Toy Fair took place uh, just a couple weeks ago. 
and we found out that um, the USAopoly, people who make Monopoly pretty much, they are reprinting or making, they didn't really clarify what they're doing, but they are making a Pokemon Monopoly and a Legend of Zelda Monopoly. Those are their two licensed Nintendo products that they will be releasing this September. And that's pretty much all we have. But well, yeah, actually, if you look at the board for the Pokemon Monopoly, it's um, it's Hoenn. So obviously, that's confirmation that Hoenn's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just talk about how great it is that you can say Pokemonopoly. I mean, yes. <laughs> like, how many? Okay, because you have to like have the. There's so many like awful pokey blank things and like the pokey etch. I don't even know what that means, Gen 4. Please explain to me what that is even a uh, portmanteau of. There's like pokey dollars, but like pokey monopoly. That is a legitimate play on words, a pun, or as, or as I, I, I say, I think we should start calling them word turds. As I mentioned on Twitter. But I mean, pokey monopoly. Amazing. I'm all in. If I'm not mistaken, they in the official press release, and you can see some of it on our website, PokemonPodcast.com. Look at that plug. Uh, in the release, <laughs> it, they did say it was going to be based off the Kanto region. Yes, I was joking. Uh, I, was, I was making a, a humorous comment. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I laughed at the joke. Uh, the real joke is if it's going to be a new version of Pokemon Monopoly or if it's going to be a reprint of what we've seen before. Which came out in like 2002 or three? I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly when Pokemon Monopoly originally debuted. Wait, I got two comments here. So the police officer isn't Officer Jenny that sends you directly to jail if you land on that spot? No. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, it's still the, the standard Monopoly dude. That was in the original. And it costs $45 for Monopoly? Uh, what, is, what are those pieces made out of gold? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you're paying you're paying for the license, right? Uh, when I bought the, um, no, I'm paying for a board game. Yeah, I'm paying for a license. Each Pikachu game piece is covered in um, a really densely packed um, mouse fur to the point where they have to kill ten mice. Just to make the one piece. That's how densely packed okay, this fur you know is. How much you can buy a um, mouse for in a store? It's like two cents. My snake is hungry. Give me a dollar's worth of mice, and they give you a box. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Well, th- well, I mean, you didn't let me get to the part where they have to kill leopards for making the lipard piece. <laughs> Nobody likes leopards, anyways. Uh I recently bought a version. Let me let me put it out there that I absolutely hate Monopoly. Oh, it's the worst. It's it's the worst because people consistently play it wrong. That is the main reason why it's the worst well, it's game. It's also just the worst game. It yeah. is extremely boring. Steve, I believe you and I are actually on record about this on uh, the RTM podcast. Read the manual. Oh, we right. talked a long time about how awful, awful Monopoly it is. It is. It is. Uh, the, I did buy a copy of Monopoly, a specific TV show version of Monopoly and it was it was like I think it was 45 or 40 dollars it was quite expensive and I have not opened it for the sake of not getting it ruined and is that like a Simpsonopoly 
<laughs> no, it's not the Simpsons. I'm, I'm not going to say which one on the show here. Yeah. I will upset some people. Ooh, but... Digimonopoly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was real. But I do plan on buying this just for uh, a collector's aspect. Uh, you guys, any interest in purchasing? Even though at least Travis hates Monopoly. Monopoly's the literal worst. Until oh. they make... But would like, you buy it? Would you buy po- Pokey Monopoly? No, Monopoly is Monopoly is the literal worst. <laughs> Even if, and it is, Pokemon is the best. You take the best and the literal worst, and you end up with just an average experience. Why would I do? If there were like Pokemon Carcassonne, Pokemon Power Grid, Pokemon. <laughs> oh, Power Grid is the worst. Oh, Power Grid's so good. Get out, Will. It's so good. Get right out of town. It's so good to play at 2 a.m. in a dark hotel. <laughs> okay. So th- this is what I'll say about Power Grid, which probably applies to Monopoly as well. I spent $50 on that piece of crap. What? Where did you buy it from? Like, you bought it millions from Millions of place. dollars worth of fun out of it. From the game store. And That's I opened up fun. the manual and I was like, wait a minute. This manual is like 200 pages long. Well, yeah. I'll never be able to just play this about, game. Just think about how many, uh, how great a deal that is. Like 200 pages divided by $50. That's less than a dollar <sighs> per page of the manual. I, That's I will, how much game you're buying. I will agree that Power Grid's manual is pretty terrible. Uh, oh, it's, it's a pretty complicated game, though, too. It is. Like, it should be, it should be a longer manual to, like, clarify, like, tiny rules anyways to answer your question steve uh i won't be buying pokemon or as it's actually called monopoly pokemon edition because i have enough crap in my house and i have no friends to play games with anyways that's 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 the true fact here about board games they are the worst hobby to ever get into one it's expensive two it takes up a lot of freaking space in your house and three Friends are unreliable and and sparse in my area. <laughs> when, when it comes to board gaming, like, okay, right, true life, Steve, right? We want to play a game, me and you. So what did we do? We each bought the complete game. So <laughs> that company got $60 out of us so that we can both sit in our own homes and play it over the internet. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Yes, what is this world coming to? <laughs> I have neighbors I don't talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. And even even if you do, uh, this is why board gaming is a terrible hobby. But but I I love it so much. Even if you do get set amount of people over to play the game, then the problem is you have to teach it. And if one person isn't willing to learn or doesn't understand the rules of a game, which most of I mean, ga- most because of they're because they're dumb, right? Because they're dumb, and the side of the box, the side of the box is ages. The side of the box is ages eight and up, and they still don't understand, and they're 25 years old. Uh, And you try to teach them this game, and they don't get it. It ruins the entire experience. Just stick to video games, kids. The computer is smarter than your friends. And we know this. Yeah. But not that bravely default. Not that (laughs) (laughs) bravely. This is our rant. Uh, Moving on to uh, other things we can complain about. Uh, The Cocoons of Destruction preview appeared. Which is the first film of that is including legendary Pokemon in the Kalos region, and that trailer appeared and it's in Japanese and you can see it on our website right now or you can search it on YouTube. 
Isn't it just the first Kalos movie? It in is. General? It is, but the uh, I, I was just reading the first sentence of yeah, yeah. So, so explain it. It's like Ash and uh, is it Shauna? Who's the girl? Serena uh, and Clement find a swimming Clement. pool, and when they swim in the swimming pool, they feel younger and more vibrant. Is that what it's about? What? I don't think I got that from the trailer. Oh, whoa! Co- uh, wow, a cocoon reference. <laughs> I never thought in my entire life that Steve anyone would Gutenberg, feel what <laughs> would feel like it would be necessary to make reference to a film where old people walk into a pool and are no longer old. I, th- I would I would say that I'm too young for this joke, but Travis clearly got it. It just it hit me like a bus. <laughs> what is Will talk? It had Wilfred Brimley in it, mm-hmm. it and did. Steve Gutenberg when he was like yep. attractive. Oh well, some people will appreciate my cocoons of destruction. <laughs> it's gonna be literally me. <laughs> you know, it's it is a tie-in to X and Y because right the. Uh, the stones uh, on the way to Geosenge Town, where the like where they had absorbed the life of the Pokemon, and that's where all the Pokemon burial ground mm-hmm. was, and all that kind of stuff. It's just like Cocoon because they were sucking the life out of those aliens. Anyways, everybody, I mean, spoiler alert! <laughs> everybody, go watch Cocoon. Awesome movie. <laughs> if you like Wilford Brimley in his prime. <laughs> 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 we we just lost Will. He just... <laughs> I said Wilfred Brimley in his prime <laughs> before he got the diabetes. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That's a shout out to Andrew. All right, go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know where I can go from there. Uh, in the trailer, it showed two Mega Pokemon, Mega Absol and Mega Scizor, uh, battling. It also shows uh, some uh, Deance running from what we don't know yet. What I would assume to be either Evital or Xerneas. Or a Cocoon of Destruction. That's true. Or, or Eveltal and Xerneas, possibly. Do we think... That we're going to see Butterfreeze and Beedrills in this movie. Beedrill, oh. maybe, because the Cause that's it's... actually a Kalos native Pokemon, but not Butterfree. No, no Butterfree. All right, confirmed here first. No Butterfree. <laughs> they have a lot. Wait, is there a Butterfree? In... No. I don't think so. No. no Butterfree. All right, moving on to uh, Lumos City, confirmed for uh, the 3DS version of Super Smash Brothers. All right, who cares? Next. <laughs> uh, this was uh, <laughs> this was interesting how they announced it. Uh, so they didn't actually confirm it for the Wii U. They only showed sc- a screenshot of Lumo City, uh, specifically the Eiffel Tower, which I believe is called the Prism Tower in Kalos. Uh, so they showed a screenshot of that, and then they showed two screenshots, one of Pikachu and one of Xerneas, and then one of... Lucario and one of Palkia, uh, but those are Wii U versions. So I'm assuming that Pikachu is your playable character. Did they confirm Lucario as a playable character? Um, uh, gosh, did they? I think 
There was some. I yeah, I think so. Did, yeah, they did. No, they definitely did. I remember everyone talking about Lucario, and I thought it was funny because Lucario is my least favorite Pokemon. Okay, ever. can we? Lucario is a piece of garbage. But anyways, <laughs> uh, can we take a step? My my poor five year old, six year old nephew is like crying now because Lucario is his favorite. But anyways, can somebody explain Super Smash Brothers or or whatever this Smash Brothers? I've never played it, and I don't. Get oh, it. really? <clears throat> um, it's, What's the okay. point? Do you smash? It's, do you smash things? You break your your Wii and your 3DS. You just smash them. Exactly. No. Um, so it's obviously there's whole bunch Who of characters. Who are the Smash Brothers? It's not Mario and Luigi, obviously. Uh, the Super Smash Brothers is like like the Nintendo character roster. They're smashing together. Are they all brothers? Well, the joke is that it's not Super Mario Brothers. It's Super Smash Brothers. This, oh, they're not actually all brothers. It's just brothers. Pl- it's, so there's no brothers. I mean, well, Mario and Luigi are both in it. And if if well, I'm the original. Luigi, or was Luigi in the original? I don't think so. I want to say no. Regardless, does Wario have a brother? Yeah, he was Waluigi. Waluigi. Well, are they brothers? Is that confirmed? Mm. Mm. My Mario lore is not what it once was. Regardless, Super Smash Brothers is a uh, is a video game. Not a uh, game. wherein one to four players face off against each other. I guess with the one you'd be against computers, but um. You're you're put into an arena, and has a whole bunch of characters from different Nintendo games and things like Pokemon that are like second party things within Nintendo, and uh, they all it's sort of sort of a fighting game, more like a brawler, I guess. Um, and you, the more damage you deal, the more violently you're knocked back by the next hit, and the goal is to knock someone off of the stage. And the more damage you deal. Yeah, like if you get like punched, you like take like 5% damage. And so if you keep getting punched, that percentage raises. And then like once you're at 200%, you know, start at that life. So you pummel this, and then you launch, you smash them off the stage. This sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in it my is entire life. One of the best video games. So what's the story? Uh, there really depends on none. The, it depends on the which one you're playing. The first one really had no story. But the last Did one an had, evil wizard like teleport you into this mystical land of smashing to uh, accomplish some purpose, the, nefarious there's, purpose? There's some sort of like very vague idea that ev- all the competitors are like figurines that have come to life and are fighting each other that are all controlled by this gloved hand. Glover? Uh, well, most people call him Mr. What? Glover. Mr. Hand? Master. Well, Master Hand. I was just making a... Glover was a very bad Nintendo 64 game that I was just making. Yep. One. I have a very different opinion about Super Smash Brothers. I loved it when I was a young lad and all my friends would get together and play it and we would also be playing Mario Kart and other games you play on the couch. And with friends, with because friends. Now you have friends. Yes, and 
As I, I will say that I'm I'm getting Super Smash Brothers because I have a Wii U. I don't plan on getting it for a 3DS because I feel like to me that's not a portable game, and I I want to be sitting on the couch with three other people and be playing this game. And I know that's not going to happen on the Wii U because I've had a Wii U for over a year, and I've only been in one situation where I've had three other people sit on a couch with me and play, and. That's not going to happen with Super Smash Brothers, and that's the best thing about Super Smash Brothers. And so that makes me very not excited to play it because I know that's not going to happen, and that's the best way to play it. Right. And uh, I, well, I yeah. mean, like the the online is a thing now, where you can play against people online, which isn't as fun as playing with your friends. But further isolation of America's youth. Yeah, I but mean, Steve is the real problem that Smash Bros isn't fun, or is the problem that your existence is a lonely, solitary one? Yeah, you know, it could be the latter. There, <laughs> absolutely. Travis, you want to know something real, something true life, true story, real Not talk? Really. No. no, listen to this. On Skype today, I told Steve that you can't get hugs over the internet. That's true. See. Um. That's that sums it all up right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, the interesting thing about this article is how they announced the uh, Pokemon. It was actually announced on Miiverse uh, from the creator Sakurai. Is that how he says his name? He just yeah, had, I think that's right. He ooh, look at that. He just had <laughs> uh, he just had three separate Miiverse posts that uh, announced that this stuff will be in the game, which is I guess kind of cool. I'm going to give you guys one more opinion about Smash Brothers. There's two ways to play, Will. There is where you play on these crazy stages, like the Pokemon Stadium stage in the last game, that would change. It would be like a normal gym, and then it would change to like a rock gym, and all these rocks would come out of nowhere. And then it would change to like a little garden, and there would be a windmill and water running. Really cool, because it would change every two minutes. And then while- these Pokey floats. Oh, yeah, there's Pokey floats too. And then as you're playing, swords and bombs and Pokeballs are dropping and you, you pick up the Pokeball and you throw it real fast and you hope like something good comes out so it can attack everyone but you. And then sometimes you almost always you get a Goldeen that comes out and nothing happens. Wobbuffet and yeah. no one hits him. So that makes Super Smash Brothers super exciting and super fun. And then there are the people who are super serious about Smash Brothers and play on the most boring stadium in the world and turn off <laughs> every single item. And I just don't understand the appeal because at its core, Smash Brothers is not a good fighting game. Like Street <laughs> Fighter or Virtual Fighter or Killer Instinct, like those or Marvel versus Capcom, those are like fighting games. And Smash Brothers I is think like Melee. I think the second install I think Smash Bros. Melee um was a much better um competitive game because of all of the the strange things that were added into the game like there's all these elements of like um that aren't they're not glitches they were programmed into the game so that you would use them i guess um well, one example it's called l canceling where um uh let's say you're playing as link and he does this down an a and he'll he'll like he'll be in the air and he'll um he'll go like he probably makes like a Hi-ya! and then <laughs> falls down sword first on someone. If he misses, his sword is down into the ground and he has to take a while and lift it out. If you hit L right before he does that, the animation of his taking the sword out of the ground is twice as fast. 
So that, and there are all these other things about like wave dashing and um, other things that I don't know what they are. <laughs> Somebody yeah, should make um, a really boring podcast about this really boring game, and they can call it Smash Ball or something. <laughs> and uh, and and go the ahead and talk about that, Smash. Is that we're recording Smash an episode this week? Um, sure, sure you are. <laughs> That's the second funniest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first was your own cocoon joke. No, yeah, Travis, you. you you're right because that was the time where uh, that was around the time where Mario Kart DS came out, and well, a little bit after. But in Mario Kart DS, they they added like snaking, yeah, which was where where you're drifting, and then you when you get out of the drift, you drift the other way real quick, and you keep drifting mm-hmm. back and forth. And what you could do is you could also sandbag. So what what a lot of people would do is well, sandbagging is where you purposely stop on the track and let everyone pass you. And then you grab an item, and because you're in last, you get a really good item like the blue shell or the lightning bolt or bullet bill. And if you were good at snaking, you would snake and increase your speed to catch back up into first. So then you would have the best item while in first, and then you would hold position. And if anything happened, you would still have an advantage. And a lot of people considered that cheating or not fair, but uh, it was clear, just like in Melee, they put these little things into the game. For hardcore people, Brawl, has, the newest one, Brawl, has a little less of that, and a lot of people don't like it for that. Honestly, I enjoy the game casually more. Like I, I'm not good at the game competitively, so I don't do that. But um, apparently, this next one is supposed to be sort of in the middle there, because um, even I, who, I mean, I play it very casually, were was sort of annoyed by certain things. Like your character just sometimes trips in Brawl. Hmm, I didn't know. Like they'll just fall. On their face, if you turn, sometimes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't play Brawl that much. I remember the first week it came out. There, there, we would have people always over playing Brawl, and then it just went away. Mm-hmm. And I want to so, feel. I want to say that it was because of the Wiimote and the nunchuck, and because everyone. Oh wanted, gosh, yeah, that's awful. You have to play it with a GameCube controller. Yeah, which is like, so, oh, last last generation hardware, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, so really, to sum all of this up, you can play possibly the stupidest game ever in the possibly worst Pokemon location ever devised in the game of Pokemon. You don't like Nemo City? The, the, I, the, my eyes, my left eye goes one way, my right eye goes the other, and you, you I, I flip it. I'm like, oh, I'm on the north side. Oop, I'm on the south side. Yeah. Oop. Well, it is. It is very confusing. Apparently, in Smash Brothers, you're going to be able to fight on top of the Prism Tower. Because that's been the dream of mine forever. I know. They've tackled that. <laughs> Finally. It can be done. It can be done. <laughs> the last bit of news, which is nothing like our other news, is a blacksmith uh, named Tony Swatton. Apparently, this guy makes weapons from stuff like Skyrim or The Hobbit or Final Fantasy. And apparently a lot of hardcore sword people also like Pokemon. So they told him that he should make a Hone Edge because he's made swords from other video games. And so he did. And that's on our site right now. Um, and he makes a Hone Edge out of steel. The video is like five minutes long. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting, actually, except for the end is a little corny. Because, I mean, Travis said earlier before we started recording, obviously, 
this guy doesn't know Pokemon very well. Except when he's talking, he kind of does, but then the execution at the end kind of shows that <laughs> well, like, he doesn't. It, he says something, like, you can tell he doesn't really, like, it seems like what happened was a lot of people suggested in the comments that he make a Honedge, and he probably doesn't actually play Pokemon, so he just, you know, he did it because people wanted him to, and he, like, looked up the design and stuff, which is really cool. I mean, why would I expect a random YouTube blacksmith to know what Honedge is. Um, it's cool that he did it. Um, it's just funny to hear him say, refer to Honedge as Honedge's sword. <laughs> Cause it, it, no, it's that, that's just it. <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but the, the ending that you're referring to, he gets a bunch of, I guess it's only like a few. He gets some, uh, like Pokemon, um, YouTube personalities like the Jaywits, and I don't remember who the other two were, um, to to use Hone Edge and like dress up as Team Rocket or whatever, which which is pretty corny. Yeah, it was a little corny, but uh, I cool. thought the Jaywits was funny, where he's like, "You ready for some HMO one?" And then he cuts <laughs> the thing. But that was a good one. They cut like a picture, a picture of lemonade at one, which point. was weird. Is that like a common thing? I mean, it shows two things, Travis. You can cut yeah. both glass and lemons at the same time. Can you cut water? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Uh, obviously, the sword is very sharp since they were able to cut said items. Mm-hmm. And I think it did its job in wanting me to watch what other swords he's made to see what else he can cut. I watched the one where he made... Uh... Sephiroth's, what is it, the Masamune or whatever, because it's like a ridiculous, like seven foot sword. And he's what like, What are you talking about? Did, did they cut from Final Fantasy? Did they cut lemons? No. Uh, they cut a watermelon. That's all I really remember. Hmm. I remember him saying, Sephiroth's sword would really have no benefit in actual combat. It's just too long. Yeah, he, of course. Was it heavy? We like, can see. Was it heavy? I remember when he's making. It's like seven feet long. I remember when he was making Hone Edge. He said that like he had to trim a lot of the handle, otherwise it would have been too heavy. Uh huh. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a seven foot long sword. Interesting. So, pretty long. Maybe I don't even know how long is that thing. I just said seven randomly. <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh well that's well that's that uh this is the the I don't know if it's like the TV show or if it's the blacksmith factory it's called Man at Arms maybe it's just the TV show or YouTube show. I think it's just a YouTube show it's it's that's the name of his YouTube show it's pretty cool I mean obviously they're they're hitting a market of people who both love video games and both love swords which I guess isn't really that weird because if you go to like like a Comic-Con yeah. or like a C2E2. If you go to any of these events, there's always like swords in a, the corner or like leather hats or steampunk stuff. So I guess it goes together. Do you think swords are steampunk? Ste- Do you know what steampunk is? <laughs> yeah, right? No, they're, always, they're always across the aisle from each other. So like if mm-hmm. I wanted to, I could buy a sword and then walk across the aisle and buy some gears. And then go to the sword if you kill the steampunk. Steve, Steve. I want you, Steve, I want you to describe if you were to 
to to purchase and wear steampunk garb, what would it be? I want to know what you think steampunk is. I would uh, first roll all my clothes in the mud mm-hmm. and take a bunch of glitter and then sprinkle those on because obviously the glitter would stick because of the mud. And then I would take okay. a bunch of hot glue and then start gluing gears on everything. And then to be even more steampunk, I would glue gears onto those gears. <laughs> so you're just you're just <laughs> so you're just being a cling clang. Yes. It's just you think you think that steampunk is just cling clang. Cling clang. Cling clang is steampunk, Travis. Well, he got it mostly right. It's it's all of that, and then you put goggles on. Goggles. Yeah. yeah, yeah and you gotta you have go. your goggles on, but not your Digimon goggles. More of no. like your. Tom Cruise aviator goggles. Maybe Digimon was the original steampunk. I mean, they did have gloves. I thought about that. Yeah. And they had freaking black gears flying around ah, turning people evil. That's true. Whoa. That's true. Mind is blown. Digimon is so good. Wilford Brimley. In his prime. Digimon In so his good. prime. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll leave you on that steampunk Digimon spoiler, and uh, we'll come back and talk about some other stuff that could or could not be Pokemon related. And we are back from our break uh, to talk about Pokemon. Uh, more specific- specifically, can't talk. Uh, I went to a state tournament over the weekend uh, to play the Pokemon trading card game, the CCG collectible card game. And I went with uh, I went with Irene, and I went with my friend Kid. And the last time I played Pokemon was. Last time I played Pokemon competitively was over a year ago. Wow. And I went uh, went to Madison, Wisconsin, about an hour away. And uh, I'm just going to tell you guys my day because it was pretty funny. And it's pretty Pokemon related. So it goes together. I will, uh, I was given a deck by Kid. I was given a, a Rayquaza Embor deck with, uh, with a Delphox in it as well. So it was kind of cool. I was a little excited to play it because I really like Delphox. He's no Froakie, but he's pretty cool. Well, no, because he's actually a useful card. <laughs> Get out of town. Yeah, I think because Froakie is the best Pokemon. And I don't think Greninja's besides card Pilot is Swine, besides Vanillox. <laughs> so uh, we drove all the way out to Madison. Uh, we were late because Irene was doing her hair, and we left 15 minutes later than expected, and we were actually two minutes late for the tournament. Uh, so we all got first round losses. Uh, a good way to start <laughs> uh, off. That's not what I read on the internet. I read on the internet that the boys got to play and Irene got a first round loss. Uh, yeah, that's true. I was getting to that. Uh, so <clears throat> when we walk in, I see somebody who I haven't seen in a year. And uh, I was told I get a first round loss by them, which is awesome. Good to see you too. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, we talk to somebody else, and they say, nothing we can do, first round loss. And then kids see somebody who really likes them or who has talked to him a lot before and was like, oh, no, we'll fit you in. And uh, that was pretty cool. And kid, since kid was paying for me, since I, there's now an entry fee to play if you're a master in Pokemon. You have to pay $20 to play at mm -hmm. like a state tournament. Uh, since he was paying for my entry fee because I drove uh, there and back, uh, he was able to squeeze me in as well. So we didn't get first round losses. Um, but that's okay. I lost my first round anyways. And... I played a couple games. I ended up so Pokemon now does this uh, best two out of three at uh, bigger tournaments. So it's a fifty-minute round, and you uh, you roll a dice or flip a coin to decide who goes first. Uh, you play a round. If you win, the loser then goes first. You play another one. Loser then goes first again, and it's the best two out of three. So if you win two matches, you don't have to have a third. They also do this thing where if they call time and it's the third match, it's pretty much an automatic draw for both players, even if one player was clearly winning during that time, which is also a little weird. Because prior to this, if if you were winning and they called time, whoever has taken the most prizes, whoever's in the lead, would just win. And I'm not sure why exactly they they do this draw system now. I think because Magic does it. Uh, oh, okay. But, I don't know, I just feel like if you're winning the third game, it's really disappointing to get a draw because 50 minutes for three games doesn't seem like that much. Yeah, and actually, yeah. Um, one thing that's also a little confusing, because that, that's hugely confusing, especially to people who haven't played for a while and come back in, the fact that if it's not a complete game, it's not a game. Um, but also, uh, if you only play one game in the 50 minutes... Whoever's the winner of that game is the winner. Yep. You, so, know, you don't have to win two games. So it discourages slow play, but then yeah, again, I was gonna say, does that make people just make really either really fast, consistent decks or really really gimmicky slow decks? Yeah, I, I always used to run like lock decks and slow decks when I played at other tournaments. So it, I mm -hmm. would it would always be bad for me because my deck would always take so long to to win. And I was playing a pretty fast deck, and everyone I was playing that day also played pretty fast decks. But the first game, I felt like always went super fast, because I don't know if there was that, like, it's okay if I lose the first one as long as there's enough time for me to win the second one. But, like, there was a, there was a match where I, I lost the first round, I won the second round, and I was like, the second game took way too long. So, And I started off really bad for the third round, so to me, I was like, why don't I just play slower and then it just gets drawn because I don't think I can Maybe win this. Maybe a tie, yeah. I don't think this, I can win this. This is a huge gripe of mine now, and we'll probably have to talk about it some other time. But because now people have a huge incentive to call a judge and say, hey, this guy is slow playing, like intentionally playing slow to draw out the game because they're holding on to a win, where that's a huge disincentive for inexperienced players to get in because obviously people who haven't played competitive in a tournament situation are going to play slower because yeah. they're not comfortable and they're not making quick decisions and, you know, more instinct based decisions. So it's, it's just like, I find it, you know, offensive almost because it, it really is another one of those things that pushing the people who just want to play for fun out of the tournament scene and just leaving the, I'm not even going to use the word I want to use uh, in the tournament scene, which drives out people like me who are just doing it to have fun. Right. Yeah. But we can talk about that more some other time. Yeah. The, the coolest thing 
about the new the new setup is like when I when I was at nationals with you guys and Travis, you were there and you were playing the the video game and your matches would go mm-hmm. you like fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, and I would play a round of Pokemon and it would take you know a half hour and then you would end up waiting like forty five minutes for the next match. And that day, which was super exhausting, because we would start playing at nine a.m. and we wouldn't finish till like six p.m. It was like I played seven games of Pokemon and. Like, if you get donked, if you get knocked out right away, you played for 30 seconds and now your match is over and you got to wait an hour for your next match. So, at when when we were all together and playing and we would meet up, it would be like Travis would play like four rounds of the video game and it was like, well, I just played <laughs> yeah. two minutes of the card game and I got knocked out. And today I've only played seven games total, which is cool. I got to play Pokemon and I lost, which is no big deal because I like to play for fun as well. But in the new the new structure, I played seven rounds, at least two games every round. Uh, some of the rounds I played three. So I played almost 20 games of Pokemon in a lesser time than I did at Nationals. And I, I won as much as I lost. And I played a lot more, and it was more fun. Uh, and it didn't feel as draining as it was at Nationals, where, like, Oh, five minutes later, he matches up, and now it's like walk around and think about what I did wrong. Whereas, like, if I lost, it was like, all right, let's play again because I just had a bad hand, and now I can have another chance of winning. Uh, so that's really cool. If that makes any sense, it does. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, and it, it was really cool to like get back into the game and see a lot of people that like I had people come up to me and like say like, oh, it's really glad to see you're playing again and blah blah blah, and that was really cool. Uh, but at the same time, the biggest gripe I had with the TCG was playing, was just interacting with the individual across from you. And <laughs> that hasn't changed. And the people that I hated playing over a year ago are still playing, which is no surprise. But it's not like anything has changed. It's like I re-entered the same situation, time zone, if you will, the same Dimension. Dimension, yes. I was looking for, I was going to say Inception, and I was like, that doesn't work. No. Uh, the same dimension that I was playing before, so it was, and, and Will can probably speak for this, because Will is, is a much, much more novice player than I am, but like, you always... Well, uh, well I'm more active in the current playing, though. Right, right? yeah. But like, you, you play for fun, and I, I play for fun, but I, I do like to win, and I do... I uh, I feel like I'm regarded as a pretty decent player because I've I've sat in the top charts before and I've 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 made top cut before. Well, hell, I'm still in top three in DC. That's right, <laughs> three out of three, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like to sit. So like my first round, the the guy was pretty nice. We were talking about where we were from. That's usually like your standard Pokemon talk. He was like, "How long did did it take for you to get here? How late were you up last night? How long yeah. have you been playing?" Those are like the three. TCG questions you ask somebody and and it was fine it was good like I won round one he won round two we're playing round three I like did a risky play because I thought I like that was my best opportunity and the, the risk didn't pan out and he ended up winning and uh, at the end he like he was like oh by the way I could have also won this way if you would have done this and it was like you were pretty cool until now and you just had to like 
yeah step on my hands and rub it in that you it, you would have won no matter what and it was like i feel like that's not needed at all yeah. you know, can i can i can i throw something down that's gonna angstify and aggravate thousands of people out in the world please do okay that one basic phrase for everybody to learn there is no such thing as a professional pokemon player <laughs> no one is getting sponsorships to play pokemon no one is making <laughs> enough money from tournaments to be called you know to make a living off playing pokemon yeah so the next time i see something out there on the internet or whatever where somebody says oh i lost to a casual and it sucks because they're not a pro player and blah bull you're all casual players friends yeah yeah, I mean you're not wrong. I mean there are there are professional magic players. I don't know. Uh, Travis, yeah. you probably know this, right? There are people who get paid to play magic. Right. Just like there's a bunch of people that their their job is to play StarCraft 2, you know. <laughs> like yeah. But yeah, the, like I it really aggravates me when there's people who are like, "Oh, that person should have uh should have disc- not just disc- what is it called when you like quit?" Uh, uh scoop scoop that person should have scooped because they're not a pro player and they really didn't have any chances of winning so they should have just scooped to the pro player bs if you're such a pro player then beat the stupid casual player you know what's you know what's super funny is like jason klasinski who won worlds three times probably one of the nicest dudes you'd ever play in a match oh and you know what and when i was at virginia regionals dude was two tables down from me when i was in the middle of the sort of rankings he was he just was having a bad day and you know he was perfectly fine. He yeah. wasn't being a dick to anybody. Yeah, he's he was super awesome. Uh I do want to what what was really cool is that uh Kid and I we played like four games the night before and that was the first time I really played in quite a while. Um and I played just a couple decks because I'm just trying to get a feel for the new format. And uh we gave Irene her deck in the morning. She didn't want to play it all. She didn't feel good. And so she's never played this deck. She hasn't played longer than I have. And we told her how it worked. We told her what cards were in it. I had her write her own deck list just so you have that little memorization of, okay, you wrote down what cards are in it. So it gives you a better idea of what you have to work with or what you, what you think you have to look for while you're playing. And uh, she won her first two games. And then what, what tech was she playing? She was playing Genesect Verizian. Oh, yeah, that's an easy win, though. And uh, <laughs> she did really well uh, for a not playing in a year. And, like, I, I made, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't say I made any mistakes in any of my games. I took a lot of risky plays. Uh, but besides the first two people, the, so the first person I played was all right, I, like I said to the end. The second person I played tried to cheat, like, four times. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, he, like, played an energy down, and then he tried to move it back, and he's like, you don't mind if I do this, right? And I was like, yes, I do mind. You played it to your your bet, your active Pokemon. Like, you can't take that back. And then he would he would shuffle, and, like, he would take a card out of his deck and not shuffle, and I would have to, like, call him on it and be like, hey, man, you didn't shuffle your deck. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just did really sketchy plays, and it's just like, if you're going to cheat at this game, like, don't play. No, I know, right? <laughs> right, like, it's freaking Pokemon. <laughs> like if you're not good at the game, like, no insult to you, man, but play a game you're good at. Like, I don't understand. Uh, I did have a match with this one dude, uh, and uh, he was—I don't know if he was having a bad day or if he just didn't care. 
but I never laughed so hard during a match. We were both making each other laugh. We were both like like teasing each other about our plays and everything. Um I ended up losing. I I he he won the first game very quickly and then we had a uh, a second game where I just I just steamrolled them and then the third game it was really close and we were both like debating if we should just tie. Like why would we even continue? We're not going to finish, but uh he was able to draw what the one card he needed and won. Uh, but Man, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time with uh with another Pokemon player. So like that's the cool part about the the trading card game is to like to sit with mm-hmm. an individual that you have something in common with, a complete stranger and and have a great time. Yeah, that's what that's playing it right. Right, yeah, yeah. And he absolutely was and uh and and he was awesome. And uh to be I, I told Kid on the drive home, I was like, that was probably one of the most fun tournaments I've ever been to because not only did I play so much Pokemon in one day because of the new structure, but like I met a couple people that were really actually cool opposed to just playing like one one uh, jerk after another jerk, which you yeah. normally see at like nationals and stuff. But then I told Kid, like I was like, I don't think I want to play this game anymore at all. Like Even though this was like the best time I had playing Pokemon... And mm-hmm. I did pretty well. Like the the environment still hasn't changed that much. Like the rewards really aren't. Not that I'm playing for rewards, but the rewards aren't really that great. Like the investment in cards is still just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I was playing with with Raquaza Embor. Uh, kid had three tropical beaches, two that he bought for me a, a long time ago when I bought tropical beaches. And I bought those cards for both those cards were eighty five dollars each when I bought them, and he was running three. And I just checked eBay after the tournament. I just because apparently these cards are impossible to find now. And tropical beaches are like one hundred and fifty dollars online. Yeah. So yeah. to make this deck work, you need three hundred and fifty dollars in three cards. Well, no, I know, and like I just like I was telling you earlier, I bought a box of the XY set, and I didn't even get like the non full arts of some of the EXs. And I know mm-hmm. with other TCGs, if you buy a box, you are like guaranteed to get all of the commons and like all of the rares, maybe not a full place out of the rares, but you'll get all of them. And with Pokemon, it is really just like completely random. There, there's no level of guarantee in what you're going to pull at all. Yeah. And so, uh, so as much as fun as I had, and like, I mean, I, I will probably go back to a tournament if somebody has me a deck and I just happen to be off that weekend mm-hmm. and I'm not caught up, but it's, it's a rough game to play. Like it's, it's, it's hard to explain and it's, it's hard to like convince somebody to like spend X amount of dollars to get in when, I don't know when like, I mean, if you love it, that's awesome and props to you, but it's. It's hard to love it after being in that environment, leaving, and then coming back to that yeah, environment and yeah. for it not to change. Uh, well, it's also, it just seems to me like the people who would be interested in doing that are already doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't play the TCG, not because I don't like Pokemon, but because I would rather play Pokemon, I would rather play the video game than the card game. And if I played the card game, I'd have no one to play with. There is no one in my area who plays it and I think that's not an uncommon thing like if I wanted to play start playing magic again that would be something I could do if I wanted to I don't know like start playing Pokemon I couldn't even like get I could like rope my friends into it but that seems like 
so much work. So I would, I would, you know, I would go to like tournaments or something. So if I were interested at all, I'd already be there. Yeah. And you would, you would have a small investment already committed. Yeah. To this, to said game. But, uh, Will and I actually, I, I was talking to Will after the tournament, telling him exactly what I just told, uh, you and all the listeners. But, uh, we're switching over to, um, we're going to try Netrunner. Uh, yep. which is made by Richard Garfield. He originally made Magic the Gathering, and then he made this other card game. Now, both Pokemon and Magic are CCGs. They're collectible card games. Uh, mm-hmm. Netrunner is an LCG. It's a living card game, uh, so with, <laughs> which, is a, which is like a term they coined. Yeah. Uh, but what that means is uh, they come out with uh, an expansion pack. I think it's called an expansion pack. I could be wrong. Uh, but they have a core set which is $40 and it comes with five decks. And then they come out with like an expansion pack every two months and it's 60 cards, uh, three of three cards of each. So three sets of 20 card or 20 sets of three cards. Yeah. And it's like 15 bucks and then that's it. And then they do that every couple months. And when you buy it, you get the same cards as everyone else. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not collectible. You, you buy the expansion. Everybody gets the same cards in the expansion. Hmm. You know exactly what's in the expansion, so if you don't need any of those cards, you just don't buy it. Yeah, they're called uh, sub-sub-collections, is what they're calling them. And then, yeah, I think like once a year they do a big box, uh, which again, the most expensive thing is 40 bucks, and everyone gets the same cards. Uh, hmm. So it seems really cool. I, get, I think we both get ours tomorrow. Um, yeah. And from what I heard, what I heard is the community that plays this is extremely nice and extremely welcoming. So it's almost like a, a social experiment for me to uh, sit with a different group of people that, uh, I, I mean, and I don't know if a lot of listeners know this or if you know this, Travis, but a lot of people who play Pokemon competitively don't even like Pokemon. Really? Oh, it's true. It's true. They, like, they don't even know what the Pokemon are. They just know what the cards do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would, I would, I would argue that 40 to 50% of people who play play just because of the structure of the game and not because of the theme. And so mm-hmm. that that's frustrating in itself. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see, uh, to try a different card game um, because I'll never play Magic or I'll never play Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and which are both popular games. I know we give Yu-Gi-Oh! hate, but the card game for Yu-Gi-Oh! is very popular still. Yeah, um, very. Uh, but I'm curious to play uh, to play Netrunner with a group of people that I've never seen before and see if if what I hear online of this community be, being very friendly and welcoming. Um, Will, you played Vanguard. Was that a different kind of those people? Uh, well, I mean, I still play Vanguard. I was at a Vanguard tournament on Saturday. Um, Vanguard is, uh, you know, the best way I can describe it, it's halfway between Yu-Gi-Oh! and, and Pokemon, where... Uh-huh. Um, it's like a, a diverse community of people. The gameplay is more like Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, but the best thing about Vanguard is the most expensive card you'll ever come across is $25. <laughs> and they never rotate anything out. So the cards from the first set that they ever came out with are still valid and still used in decks. So, uh, you know, That's if you especially... Yu-Gi-Oh! works as well, but I think like... The way you that's how Yu-Gi-Oh works too where you can use all the cards from when it came out I think there's a, like a ban list of mm-hmm. um cards you can't but 
I don't know. It seemed like in, you know, like middle school when I played it, um, that the newer ones were just better. Well, no, Vanguard does the same thing, except, you know, 20, what is it? It's maybe like 30% of your deck is going to be made up of um, what they call triggers. Uh-huh. And those triggers, there's there's four triggers. They haven't ever come out with a new kind of trigger. Oh. So heal, critical, draw, and stand. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, they can they can make cards so that you can have more of a certain kind of trigger in your deck, but uh, yeah. there's, you know, still, you know, that, that large is, portion yeah. of your deck is, is going to be made up of some combination of triggers. And, uh, and then the variation for the newer cards comes in what you put in in addition to those. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also uh, like perfect guards, which you can only have four of anyways. And, you know, you have the four original ones, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they changed some of those mechanics over time, but still some of the earlier decks are just fine. Yeah, and you know, people's biggest complaint with Vanguard as opposed to Pokemon is it is it does rely more on the luck of what you draw when you do what's called a trigger check. So there's less deck manipulation where you know with Pokemon you're frequently going back into your deck and looking for specific cards. Um, mm-hmm. you, you you don't do that very much in Vanguard at all. You just really much rely on what you draw off the top of the deck when it's time for you to draw. But either way, there's lots of different card games. Digimon is obviously going to take the world. <laughs> the, the Digimon card game. There was the nope. the My Little Pony card game. Oh, I still play that too. Hearthstone. 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 Now, Hearthstone's not a real card game because it's only internet. But, but I have I have every um I, I literally have every starter deck for the MLP game. Um, and the MLP game is a lot of fun. But I was in the card shop on Saturday, and somebody said. How much is Nightmare Moon? Any guesses? Uh, I would say 120. 150. Ooh. Wow. For, yep. Well, For one, one card. That doesn't surprise me just because of that fan base. That yes. fan base of yes. how dedicated My Little Pony fans are. And you know, you know it's kind of funny because for me, um, the My Little Pony card game is more like it, the Pokemon game is for other people. I, I, I watch the cartoon but I'm not a huge My Little Pony fan, but I really like the card game. I like the gameplay mechanics <laughs> and, and everything that goes along with it. Um, and I really don't care that much about the actual characters. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the card game of My Little Pony is what got me to start watching the show because I played it at Gen Con. I, we had nothing to do, and we found out that two of our friends really liked My Little Pony. And so it was kind of like, at first we were joking about playing it, and then when we found out they actually liked the show, we were like, well, we have to play it now. So we spent our eight bucks to play the, the card game. And I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. Like, like it's so different than Pokemon. Yeah. And, uh, and then afterwards, when we got back from Indianapolis, we watched the show and we we're like, it's not bad. Like, this is really cool that, uh, not to compare it to Pokemon, but to compare it to Pokemon, it's cool that like the TV show and the card game exist and they're both not bad. Uh, so that's cool, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, didn't mean to have this whole segment be dedicated to card games, but it's it's interesting for those those curious about the card game, about Pokemon card game, and how like that audience is so different than what you would expect 
uh, when you go to a tournament. Yeah. I mean, you, you do see a lot of people wearing like Pokemon hats and carrying around Pokemon bags and all this stuff, but then you get the people who are just there because of the core, core mechanics of the game. And, and I would say just as in, in, a, in a positive light, if you do just want to play the card game and, and just play for fun, um, leagues are not like the tournament environment. So you can always go to Pokemon League and yeah. just have fun. Yeah. In, and, po- and, in Pokemon League, you can always be you can always say, like, can I take that back? And usually they mm-hmm. say yes because it's a it's more of a learning environment. Yeah. 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 And you didn't pay twenty dollars to get in. Cool. I think uh, we'll wrap that segment up there, and then uh, we have one more mini news article article to cover when we get back, and then we'll do our Pokemon of the week. And we are back from our break. To bring you, I can't believe, actually, guys, I can't believe we made the whole episode without bringing up Twitch Plays Pokemon. Well, now you just ruined it. That's what we we came back to talk about. Uh, So, Twitch Played Pokemon finished uh, within a week of not our last mini-show, but uh, of the last show before that. Uh, They made it through the Elite Four, and uh, good old Australia beat Blue at the end. An hour after I went to sleep, which was super disappointing. Because <laughs> I was working I was working on the new site that night and I was like watching the stream. It was on my iPad next to my iMac. I was just watching the stream and then I was like, ah, oh, they keep getting they keep getting stopped by Agatha. Like they're gonna have to level for a couple more hours before before they get to blue. And that was not the case. Went to bed, hour later they beat blue. Uh so uh, what, from my understanding though, and from what I read everywhere, they had, uh, almost a hundred thousand people watching the final battle, uh, which, which is not the highest they had. I would assume if, if they were actually beating blue in America time, there would have been more people, uh, America time, in America, America time, time. America time, they would have been high noons, America time, where I come from, <laughs> shoot out at the saloon. That sound was me spitting it into a spittoon. Uh, but uh, did you two continue watching it uh, after we recorded? Kind of followed the Elite Four and... Not much. I would leave it running at work because I had a script that would keep spamming just democracy and then start, start, start <laughs> democracy. Wait, really? Possibly. Um, what was amazing. What's funny is the person who made it, he would spend most of his day trying to disable bots and keep the stream running. I, I will say that, please, don't anyone ever praise the Helix in my direction because I am a Dome fan and a <laughs> Democracy fan. So I don't want your Helix crap. Uh, you, you can keep that to yourself. I love the Helix. I love it. Uh, I sort of got bored with it. I mean, it was... Like I didn't like it at first, and then I liked it for a little bit, and then I went back to my original opinion that it's so you really through, really boring. You went through all the phases of a fad right there. Exactly. Yeah, it was like you hated yo-yos, then you it's thought Gundam they were style. Okay. Then you bought the yo-yo, it's Gundam then, style, and then you then you threw the yo-yo away. It's uh, it's the Harlem Shake. <laughs> 
Oh God! Uh, it's um, what else we got? It's uh, chocolate milk. No, chocolate no, milk is not. It's, a, it's like an enduring classic. I'm lactose intolerant. I know that. Uh, it's like Digimon. Oh, I went there. No, no, Digimon is evergreen. Ah, uh, nah. Digimon was a fad. They just came out with a new cartoon. I mean, not, that's if not, it's a fad, then you're bad. No, it's like that's, Tamagotchi. That's not to say fads can't come back. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, like Tamagotchi are coming back. That's right. Or like yo-yos. Yo-yos will come back. I saw a person no. with the yo-yo. Pet rocks. Pet rocks. Cell phones. That's a fad. Uh, yeah. So, a Twitch played Pokemon ended. To my disappointment, I was actually disappointed in this. I don't know if you guys were. I thought that if he started this stream again it wouldn't it would be too much to handle too I've, soon too I, soon right i've already dedicated almost two weeks to you you can't expect me to dedicate another two weeks but he did <laughs> he did it anyways and we all thought he was going to do either gold or silver but he did crystal instead how, how do you guys feel about that i never played crystal so i'm crystal's I'm, a very good game would you pick it over gold or silver Yes. Okay. What's the main difference between from Crystal from Gold and Silver? Uh, you can play. As, it's the first game where you can play as a female character. Um, so, it's got the battle. Time. It's got the battle <laughs> tower, um, which was a big deal at that point because there wasn't anything like the battle tower prior to that. Um, they had animated animated sprites. So that which so was the first that was animated sprites because I didn't remember that and. Gold and silver, mm-hmm. and then when I was was watching Crystal, I was like, "Man, Gold and Silver did so much," but that but was actually Crystal. Crystal. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, who's the legendary in Crystal? Uh, that would be Suicune, um, which is already in Gold and Silver, um, but it's it's like a in Gold and Silver, Suicune along with Entei and Raikou was just a roamer, but um, in Crystal, it's. Like a, you, it's like a guaranteed encounter that Suikin doesn't run away in. Hmm. So can you still get Lu Yan Ho? Yes. So I watched like a few minutes of the new the Crystal run through on Twitch Plays Pokemon <laughs> until I realized that they had selected Totodile, and then I was like, <laughs> "You <laughs> doesn't matter. You could have had Cyndaquil." But you went with Totodile. <laughs> Cyndaquil you would have are been. the hugest group of morons <laughs> in all existence. Cyndaquil would have been the better choice because I think it gets less status moves than Totodile. Yeah, probably. Um, who knows? I, re- I remember there was a chart uh, saying, like, don't pick Chikorita because it has, like, almost all its moves are, like, sleep powder, poison powder. Uh-huh. And it was like, this does not work well for Twitch Plays Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot spam poison powder, guys. But uh, the first, I want to say, two or three days when they got Laser Gator and they got uh, Prince Omelette, which was Togepi, uh, they had 90,000 plus people watching. So as much people that were watching the, I think, the high point the high point in uh, Red and Blue or Virgin Red was when they were beating Giovanni. They had like 120,000 people. Um, and like I said, the only reason they didn't have more for the Elite Four is because it was like 4 a.m. Central Time uh, mm-hmm. when they beat the Elite Four. 
they had a ton of people watching uh, the start of Gold and Silver. And then at some point, I want to say it was around the two gyms that are back. Not the, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the two gyms. It's the the ghost gym, or is that a dark gym? It could be a ghost gym where the floors are invisible. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's the ice gym. Is it an ice gym where the the you have to do the ice pattern to get up to the top? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I for, I'm I'm bad at remembering gym wars and things like that, but that sounds right to me. Uh, those two gyms were back to back, and that's when like everyone like lost it, and viewers were just dropping off because they couldn't like these these were like the the Team Rocket headquarters of yeah of the version. Um, which yeah, Team Rocket headquarters was like the lowest viewing point for uh, for version red. But uh, ever since then, it hasn't it hasn't really picked up steam again. I mean, it, it sits it sits between uh, like sixteen thousand viewers to thirty thousand viewers. Yeah, they're actually at forty seven thousand right now. Are they? They're no, probably, that's, yeah. 40, that's forty seven million views. They're at sixteen thousand. Oh, viewers. how do you yeah. see the viewers? That's, I can't, this it's is that red. Music. It's that red person. That's so impressive. Oh, it was so, blocked by an ad. Forty seven million views. I think though. I mean, obviously. It sh- it shows that like people wanted more and still cared about it after they beat it because the first couple of days they still had a hundred thousand people watching a brand new game, but I think it was like the it was my problem as well as probably everyone else's like we can't dedicate any more time right now for this yeah like, yeah we, it's like when you get a new video game right you like you play it for a week and usually you you beat the video game or you get close or you get your feel for it and then you're done with it. And you either you move on to a new video game or you move on to something else. So it's it's very like Twitch plays Pokemon was like a luxury. Like you fit it into your life to enjoy it. So to like <laughs> so to like all right, I, I I committed this time. It was worth it. It's done. It's over. Like it's very hard to make that commitment a second week in a row or a third week in a row mm-hmm. um, to something new. That's why I think they should have took like a month off or something. It's especially like. If you took a month off and you did like a countdown to it, or you, yeah, you you kept reminding people that it was coming, you would you would have had more success in the long run than anything. Like I guarantee, if this guy takes a, a month off and then does Gen three, that he would. Ugh, I will not be watching that <laughs> awful. I don't want to watch Twitch oh. play the worst Pokemon game. Oh, it's gosh. like Twitch Twitch battles tentacruels. That's <laughs> all it is over and over again. Uh, Twitch rides boats. <laughs> I think if, if he if he if he does the next one, but takes the time off, I think that Twitch enjoys caves. <laughs> Twitch loves water. Uh but yeah, that uh, that's kind of sums up. Uh, we're working on uh, Twitch well, plays the trumpet. <laughs> We're working on a, a recap of Twitch Plays Pokemon for the website, so that should be up uh, within a week or so. It's just under the proof greeting process right now. Um, so we'll get to that more when, when the date comes closer. Hopefully uh, it's not completely obsolete when we put out the article, but um, uh, we wanted the article to you know, withstand, withstand after Twitch Plays Pokemon anyways. So even yeah. if... Even if you miss Twitch Plays Pokemon, you could read the article and still appreciate what we were going for um, in the article. If not, at least be a reference point to things. So uh, we're working on that, and my voice became 
very serious because this article is so long, <laughs> so long. We also have some other announcements to go along with that. But uh, with that being said, we can move into our Pokemon of the week, which is Omastar, uh, the evolution of Omanite, which is uh, revived from the Helix fossil. See how we did that tie-in there of Twitch plays Helix. Gotta, gotta check the Helix. Twitch plays Helix is basically what it should be called. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, Travis, we all mm-hmm. know Omasar is a beast in battle. Can you confirm or deny this? In uh, So in Gen 5, so last generation, I mean, it's hard to say at this point because there there's no real um, community yet around that um, quality of Pokemon, um, but uh, in Gen 5, in the Smog on Tearing, in, in the RU, which stood for rarely used tier of Pokemon, it was really good uh, because Shell Smash is a move that it gets, which decreases its defense and special defense by two stages, but increases attack, special attack, and speed by two stages. So in one move, it's like you've gotten, you mean, I mean, you're going to, uh, it, and if you put a, I'm going to get it wrong, a white herb, not mental, mental herb is the one that's for like confusion, I think. Yeah. It, oh, if you give it a white herb, um, it's going to take away that defense and special defense drop. So in one turn, it's like you have two dragon dances up, uh, which can be really devastating. So if you survive the one hit or you do it while they're switching out, um, then it's a very potent, um, Sweet it has very potent sweet potential. It actually um, has the highest special attack of any rock type Pokemon. It's true. Um, probably Surf Ancient Power. Um, Scald. Scald is better on defensive Pokemon because there's a. Although it does, it's better because it gets the burn chance, but it does have a lower. Um, it doesn't have a lower base power. So on something where you're just trying to kill whatever comes up to it, you're better off just going Surf. So that you can one it KO more things, um, and then I guess the other two moves probably I'm guessing it gets like Earth Power, and then Grass Knot too. I'm just you're, you're, guess, you're guessing wrong. Yeah, no Grass Knot on this guy. No Earth Power either. Oh gosh, um, is there? What was the other one? I'm sorry. Earth Power. Uh, I'm not seeing an Earth Power. I'm seeing an Ice Beam. All right, let me get yeah ice. Oh, that that's one. That's definitely one of them. Ice beam. I forgot what it about ice beam. What about shell smash? Oh yeah, and shell smash. <laughs> no protect. Do you run and protect on a? Nah. No, because I mean, once you shell smash, then you just once you through. just shell smash. Yeah. So surf, surf, ancient power, ice beam, shell smash. That's definitely the set. Ancient power, really? Well, I mean, what other special rock move is there? You gotta get that uh, smack. Smackdown. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me find one. Uh, Let me find one. Uh, uh, I, I believe it's the strongest special rock move, unless wow. there's some like obscure. Um, no, like, I can. That's the only one that it can learn. Unique. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, uh, a shiny Omastar is purple. Oh, power gem is stronger, but very few things get power gem. Shiny Omastar, purple instead of blue. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Uh, let's see here. Let's see some trivia. Omastar has the highest special attack of any rock-type Pokemon. Will said that. Omastar is the only fossil Pokemon that has been given a reason for extinction. Its shell was too heavy for it to move. Thus, it starved 
to extinction. <laughs> Interesting. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. What? Well, like, I mean, that all that makes me think of is uh, Dwebble. Dwebble's pretty tiny. <laughs> yeah. And carries it's a tough, though. pretty big shell. Do you think it's supposed to be that, like, um, it's, it's, you know, it used to live in, uh, like, shallower waters, and then its food supply went away, so it had to go to deeper waters where the pressure is higher, and at, at that point it couldn't lift the shell? Well, what I can Ooh, tell you is, is this. Um, your discussion hinges on the falsehood that people call evolution. <laughs> <laughs> God obviously made the Omastar fossil and planted it in the ground for us to find to confuse sinners into believing that there was something other than God creating Pokemon. Um, you mean Arceus? So, I mean, you can tell because, um, because of the bananas on Tropius. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is intelligent design right there. <laughs> So, Travis, do you run Swift Swim, Shell Armor, or Weak Armor? Oh, I guess you do... Shell Armor is the one that prevents critical hits, if, I believe, if I'm correct. Correct. Um, Swift Swim, obviously, you're only going to want if the rest of your team is rain-based, and still, <laughs> once, you get, once you get up the, the Shell Smash, you're going to be faster than most things anyway. Um... And then weak armor, it, it's not, I don't think weak armor is that good of an ability. No, yeah. Uh, so I think you're best with shell armor to prevent critical hits. To prevent those situations where, you know, you think you can, you can take a hit and get up a shell smash and then it's a critical and you die. That makes sense. That makes sense. So in the grand scheme of things, are you guys Omastar fans, Aerodactyl fans, or Kabuto Kabutops fans. Aerodactyl, definitely. Kabutops. I would have to say Aerodactyl. I always thought Aerodactyl was pretty intimidating. Aerodactyl was mean. He picked up Ash, and then Charizard had to be like, finally realize how much he loved Ash, and then have to save him. That's true. But, I mean, Ash did go ahead and wake up Aerodactyl from sleep. I wasn't paying attention to that part. Back in the day before Team Preview, like in Gen 4, Aerodactyl was really cool, because you would... You would just use it as a lead, and it would just go first with, like, Focus Sash, Stealth Rock, Stone Edge, I think, yeah, Stealth Rock, Stone Edge, Taunt, and, like, Earthquake, maybe, is what people usually did. And that was cool. Because it's fast enough that it's always going to Aerodactyl isn't the Pokemon of the week. Setting up. <laughs> what, about that, what about that Mega Aerodactyl? Are, are you yelling at me? I'm just mentioning. We're talking about Pokemon. That Omastar is our Pokemon Monsters of the Week. Podcast. Here, let me tell you about what, why, why Aerodactyl sucks. Because uh-huh. you're having a sky battle, and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, we're all birds up here. We can chill and be friends. And then Aerodactyl's like, I'm going to throw a rock move at you and screw you over, Talonflame. <laughs> yeah, and then you have a Farfetch, and it says, sorry, Farfetch, we can't, you can't participate in sky battle. You get that <laughs> stick in your hand. Uh, Steve, Farfetch is not the Pokemon of the Week. My fault. My fault. <laughs> on, on, a, on a serious note, how how good is Mega Aerodactyl? Um, that's already not that already of, means no, not good. It's not it's not one of the best no Megas. Way, yeah. 
um, it's not, it's sort of, I'd say it's sort of in the middle in terms of quality of the megas, middle to low. What is the worst mega, Travis? Let's let's call Uh, them out right now. Mega Manectric? Uh, Mega Manectric is is pretty good, especially in doubles. Um, I'd say either, in my opinion, either Banat, Ampharos, or Agron. Oh, Agron, really? I mean, you can have as high of defenses as you want, but you're not going to be that good of a defensive Pokemon without HP, with, without a good HP stat, which Mega Agron doesn't have. I mean, you want... Generally, even if you're making building something to be like a dedicated defensive wall, you're going to want enough HP that it can take like at least a, excuse me, a neutral special hit and... I mean, Agron can, but it doesn't do anything while that's happening. Like, it can do Thunder Wave, I guess. Like, Thunder Wave, Stealth Rock. Like, it doesn't... It's not going to get you any kills. It's just going to, like, waste turns on a physical attacker. Because it doesn't have, like, Will-O-Wisp or something. It'll just paralyze you and, like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) I mean, you can, like, use it offensively as, like, a tank, I guess. But I, I think there are better things that fit that same niche. Fair enough. We should do like Pokemon Burn of the Week where we just throw a Pokemon under the bus. <laughs> this week Charizard. brought to you by Art Mega. Yeah, get out of the house, Agron. Uh, Don't you. You're no Omastar, Agron. Uh, all right. I think that wraps up our show. Um, uh, before I forget, just because it's on my mind, uh, you can find us on Scatter Radio. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and you can listen to us directly on the site. And starting in a week or so, we'll be on a new service. And uh, I was just told that we are in the Windows Marketplace uh, because they took all the podcasts in the Zoom Marketplace and moved them into the Windows Marketplace. Oh, uh, So if you have a Windows device, uh, which might be like three of you, if you can find <laughs> us in the windows marketplace and like tweet me a picture of what it looks like or <laughs> prove that this actually exists because I was... it's just got some random picture of steve from like <laughs> high school like how did they even get that because <laughs> uh, when i emailed the guy today he was like you already are in the windows marketplace and i was like I, oh okay i never signed up for this so if we are in the windows marketplace i would love to have verification on that of course uh i don't have any windows devices near me in my vicinity um in your zip code <laughs> in my zip code there are zero uh travis where can they find you twitter.com slash the travis w turtlecom slash travis and will where can they find you well, are we seriously doing turtle seed because there i'm will w-i-l-l and on the, the twitter.com slash wash in the sink, W A S H I N T H E S I N K. And on the Facebook, uh, just look for Will Anderson and, and I'll friend you. I'm sure there's only one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's not a common name at all, Will. <laughs> Whatever, don't be gel. Uh, all right, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Dragging a Lake. Uh, you can follow me on Turtle Seed. It is turtlecd.com slash sbj uh, you can follow the show on on twitter it's at pokemon podcast uh, you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash pkmncast uh, you can find us on youtube 
Uh, that's another way to listen to the show, guys. Uh, YouTube.com slash PKMNCast that Travis was able to set up before we recorded today. <laughs> um, and uh, we will be at the Midwest Gaming Classic uh, this April. It's the start of April. I'll have more exact dates when I get to them. Uh, we will be having a little bit of exclusive merchandise there. Um, I don't want to spoil what it is yet because uh, it's it's cool. It's, I, I mean, it's not cool. It's cool. It's kind of it's cool. exclusivo, it's a, man. The only word you need to care about here is exclusive. <laughs> Ignore everything I just said. But we'll have some exclusive merch at Midwest Gaming Classic. I mean, nothing fancy. Probably not worth driving a million miles for. But uh, if you can make it, it would be. Uh, I would love to see you there. Travis would love to see you there. Yeah, mm, I don't know. I can either go to C2E2 or MGC. My 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 wallet's not that fat. I can't <laughs> you, pro- you probably want to go to MGC. MGC okay. would probably be the safer bet. Uh, well, I will uh, be speaking at C2E2, which is uh, two weeks after Midwest Gaming Classic. I'm doing a panel on Sunday called uh, What You Didn't Know About Pokemon. And I will tell you guys how to correctly pronounce Pokemon names uh, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, it should be a good time. We had about 200 people uh, last year show up. And uh, a, a really cool thing, at least I thought, is uh, there's video of... You can listen, of course, to the C2E2 show uh, on iTunes, or you can go to YouTube and see the video of the show. But uh, at the end of the panel, I told the crowd that I... Thought Mega, I thought that Charizard would have an evolution, and everyone laughed at me. And then <laughs> a month later, Charizard has a Mega evolution. So it was kind of funny that I got that right. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just really interesting because that was a total guess on my part. Yeah. Uh, no insider information here because uh, I talked to no one from Pokemon, and I w- that sounded sarcastic, but it's it's true. I don't talk to anyone ever. <laughs> um. So uh, we'll be at C2E2 and uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, more information to come as the weeks approach, but uh, both are in April. Both are on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anything at all. I could be, but if I am... Oh, if uh, we didn't do your user review, if you left us a user review on iTunes, uh, that's because uh, we didn't have time this episode, but we will do those next episode or the following and uh, check out our new site, and uh, we've had like three articles this week, which is more than ever, and we plan to have more articles to come. So uh, please comment or like the articles, share them. Uh, commenting would probably be the best because uh, it, sh- it shows our writers that you uh, you care or you're listening, and our forums have been a little more active recently, so uh, also check those out, pokemonpodcast.com slash forums. Uh, otherwise, thank you, Will. You're welcome. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, anytime. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super Emily and his prime. <laughs> <laughs>